0: To We Teach Clay, a podcast for ceramic teachers looking to share ideas and to connect. My name is Julie Newman, and I am your host. Welcome back. For many of us, this last week brought us the news that we are definitely closed for the rest of the year. We will not be working in clay anymore. The half-finished projects that our students have in their cubbies will not be finished. It's devastating for us, but even more devastating for our students. Our next guest talks about her feelings as we move deeper into this COVID-19 shutdown. She tells us how she's checking in with her students and meeting them wherever they are. In this episode, she tells us how she's virtually connecting with students to create that unique community that only comes from a ceramics room. We discuss ideas she uses during normal times and new ideas for this unique situation. So let's jump into our interview with Gina Brownstein. All right, welcome to We Teach Clay. I'm here with uh, our educator, Gina Brownstein. Welcome Gina to We Teach Clay. Hi! It's so great to be with you. I'm glad you're here. Um, Let's get started with uh, the basics. Tell me where you teach, what your class sizes are, and what classes you're teaching.
1: Sure. Um, I teach at Hoover High School in Glendale, California. It's just north of Los Angeles. I teach a full load of ceramics all day. I have um, all beginning classes and one advanced class, and I have about 30 to 36 students per class.
0: Okay. So that's a nice big Southern California size class size, <laughs> yeah, which I definitely. am uh, I can sympathize with that also down here. Uh, so recently, obviously, we're all kind of handling the covid nineteen uh, shutdown. But uh, did your school announce officially that we are shut down for the year? Yes, And how yeah, old do you feel time. about that? <laughs>
1: Um, I feel a little, I feel sad about it because we have, um, it was my, it's my favorite part of the school year when the kids are really, they already know how to make things and they're making their best work and we're really starting to groove and the kids on the wheel are really starting to get it. And so that's um, a bummer, but I'm trying to think of this as positively as possible and trying to evaluate how I can um, teach better in this new way.
0: Yeah, and so are you completely online? Are you delivering with uh, Google Classroom or Canvas? Tell us what your situation is.
1: Um, uh, I'm using Google Classroom, and I haven't used it before, but I'm finding it pretty simple. And I'm very lucky that a lot of the teachers at my school use it, especially the English teachers. So I'm really grateful to them because um, it means most of my students already know how to use it. And so it's a really simple format for all of us.
0: Great. Do your students have devices or do you know what their technology situation is?
1: Um, I know that if they didn't have devices, they there were two pickup days with, that our district did. So they were allowed to come to school and pick up Chromebooks and, um, and hotspots if they needed. And great, um, I'm really proud of our school for trying to make sure we get access to all the students.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's, I think, across the nation right now, I'm seeing a lot of articles uh, about companies that are providing Chromebooks to students. This is, you know, we're shut down now for the rest of the year. So our students have to have technology to be able to to stay on board so um, from looking at your instagram your school's instagram and uh we have a few mutual friends from what i hear about your classroom is you're an exceptional teacher and one Mm. thing is that you have great classroom community can you speak to that about um, how you prioritize that and how you create that in the classroom first and then we'll talk about how we do that now
1: yeah totally Um, uh let's see one of the things I do in my classroom is I think it's really important to create a safe space for everyone so it's really important to me and that is um not just how students talk to each other or I talk to them but also the artwork that I I present to them I try to make sure that I'm covering all different backgrounds that are represented in my classroom too we have many students from many different countries speaking many different languages at our school and that's important I'm also the um the advisor for the Gay Straight Alliance at my school, and it's really important to me that um, students uh, feel safe in my classroom in that way. Also, we have, um, that's really important to me. Um, We do classroom critiques for every single project, so all students present their work, and that's one of the things that I think a lot of students find nerve-wracking, but is also really students compliment each other Mm -hmm. on all their projects, and that's really important, so that creates classroom community. We, um, when we when we make bowls at the beginning of the year, we have a cereal party when we um, make our cups right before the holiday break we have a tea and hot cocoa party.
0: How fun. Um, I think
1: you know it's really good that we're making things that are functional and so I think it's really important to be able to function with them. When we make our vases we do flower arrangements in them and photograph them. Um, we also get it we do we have a student-designed um, classroom t-shirt every year. Oh
0: wow. So. So students so define are, it, you, know, you have it made, and then do the students buy it, or? Yeah,
1: students can buy them, yeah, so sweatshirts and t-shirts, and that's something a lot of kids don't belong to a team on campus, Right. that this becomes kind of like that team feeling that I think is really important.
0: So about how many kids do you have that actually get the shirt And uh, out of all your students?
1: Um, I mean, it depends year to year, but we have, um, I'd say, about a third to a half of them get okay. it. That's-
0: and do you numbers. do that earlier in the year so they can wear it all year long or?
1: Yeah, I try to do it by around Thanksgiving time.
0: Okay. Wow. I, I really like that idea. I think that's a great, idea. especially since it's it a really it student design too. That's
1: and cool. whoever designs it gets a free shirt.
0: Oh, so, cool. Very cool. So this year
1: it was a, a brother and sister team that are both in my advanced class and they designed it and that was really wonderful. And then we opened it up where. We give one to the head of maintenance and the person, and our maintenance person that cleans our room and there's like lots of good vibe of, um, I get extra ones and give them out on campus.
0: That's so smart. Yeah. yeah, I learned as a a brand new teacher, the first person that you need to have on your side is the director of facilities and the person Mm -hmm. that cleans your room. (laughs) For sure, nobody else matters from the get go. Those are the two no, most important. They're
1: very important. Are. <laughs> whoever does your orders and whoever cleans your room.
0: <laughs> totally. Because if you're a new teacher out there, that's a put, Write that down. That's important. Yeah. For um, sure. So we talked about that community inside your classroom, which I think uh, you know, ceramics is. When people walk through the door of a ceramics room, they just get this feeling, and and there is a lot of community that comes just from sharing and, and working together in that format how do we do that now that we're all isolated in our homes? How are you creating that sense of community with your students?
1: Yeah, um, but one of the ways that I'm doing that is to communicate with them personally. So. Like I asked them right off the bat to, um, their check-in was, I made it an assignment, like a formal assignment. So they wrote a paragraph about how they were doing. And a lot of kids wrote me uh, a page wow. and I asked them to take a photograph of um, what represented the quarantine to them right now, like what was going on for them. And so I've been sharing some of those on Instagram. And so that was, I've made a point to, I've written back to each one of them personal notes. And I right. want to continue that because I think they really need to feel connected. And almost all of my students did the assignment. So.
0: Wow. That Um, tells you something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So like at 150, like 140 of them wrote to me. So that's, um, that's really good odds. Um, and I, the, what I do in my classroom is I, I take photographs of their work and I ask them if they mind, if I post it on my Instagram account and then, um, and they, it's a really big compliment. And, um, and they really, like, sometimes I'll say to students, like, oh, this is really great, and they're, like, oh, but is it Instagram great? Like, you know, they really, they want to be on the Instagram, and so I've been doing that still with their online work, even though it's not ceramic base, and it won't be for the rest of the year. I'm posting, and I'm posting a lot, because I, um, when I ask them if I can have permission to post their work, they've all been really complimented, and it gives them a nice warm fuzzy, and then students are still seeing each other's work, and And then I'm also participating in that within the Google Classroom, like I'm checking in and I'm doing the assignment and um, try to create that so they can still see what each other are making and what's happening.
0: So outside of the picture of what the quarantine means to them, what other assignments have you given that the product was a photograph?
1: Um, well, basically they're going to photograph everything that they do because I don't have any way to do it. <laughs> yeah. So some of the things, cause we're just really starting, um, we're going into our, we're still in the beginning phases, but, um, I'm going to have them do a found object color wheel with 24 objects. So I'm going to give them a limit. So they have to push, you know, um, I have to have at least 24 objects in it. And that's a big challenge on Instagram. So there's like a lot of fun. And I did it with my kids. I try to do things with my own children who are six and 11 to try to test things out, to see if it works. And they really enjoyed it. And then I'm going to ask them to write about what they noticed about it. Um, I'm going to have them do a um, look at some work and do a monochromatic, um, do a monochromatic composition of Mm -hmm. different objects in their house. um, And thinking about that and looking at artists who've done monochromatic work. um, I'm going to have them make some found object sculptures, um, Stacking things. I wanted to, I was thinking about Andy Galsworthy's work, which has been a very popular suggestion on Instagram, but I also feel um, I want to be really conscious of the fact that some of my students live in apartments and do not have the privilege of having access to the outside. And I don't want to, in Glendale right now, we have a a rising number of cases of COVID 19. It's really scary, and I don't want to tell my kids to go outside. And a lot of them don't have backyards, like that's just the reality. So I wanna think about how to give an example of how to do that with objects or food or you know other things, not just nature-based. So Absolutely. trying to be conscious of their situations.
0: And I found too, um, in my research, I also am, am building and I've assigned a few of these. Um, I had my students do a value scale, which was really fun, mm-hmm. like an ombre. Mm-hmm. And so they went from you know light to dark um, in a that's line. That's a good idea. Um, and I did that after we did the color wheel. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it is, you have to kind of think about and anticipate what the students are going through and, and what their home life looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it varied. And so I had, you know, a lot of really good quality work and I had some that are just getting by and it, mm-hmm. it kind of mirrors real life when we're in our classroom too. Um, yeah. but the, the, the found object thing as well, I, I'm trying to anticipate and give options. So like, Here's a base level. So we're going to maybe do rhythm and let's use our silverware because almost mm-hmm. everybody is going to have silverware. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to think, okay, and then extend. So if you'd like to use other things that you can find, so we're pushing the ones that want to be pushed, but making that bottom level reasonable for the students yeah. that are. I anyway, mean, hanging like in. Some
1: of my students are artists on their own. Like they have paint and canvas and they and it's really exciting. But when I posted those on Instagram, I want to be really conscious because a lot about a hundred students posted their Netflix account as their picture for me like for what they're doing, like they're, they're watching Netflix. Really? Yeah. And so, um, and that's reality and it that's is. okay too. But mm-hmm. like one of my students, I asked if I could post her picture and she was like, I don't want you to post it because everybody else is like doing stuff and it looks like I'm just like being lazy. And I, and I, I need to put that out also that like, you know, if you're not making a painting masterpiece, it doesn't mean that you're not doing the best you can. Like we have to validate Wherever they're at, because they're at a variety of levels right now. Absolutely. And they're having a lot of different experiences. Some of our kids are taking care of their siblings while their parents are working. Some of our students are working. Some of them are really scared or anxious. Mm-hmm. My introverts are doing awesome. Yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs>
0: that's so true.
1: <laughs> they're like, some of my kids are like, I'm really focusing on self care and I'm loving it. I'm doing my skin routine. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> There's a variety of experiences. They're
0: really That's so funny. And I, like, as you said that, I have a list of students in my head that their little faces just popped into my head. I'm like, oh, so, like, <laughs> that's yeah.
1: great. Um, but and, um, go ahead. I was going to say one of the other things I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to have, uh, do a, a, like, they're not going to keep the things that they make, right? That's so the photograph becomes, and that idea of documentation is kind of interesting in art. But I want to maintain that fun, um, the way that they look forward to my class and the way that my class is different from their other classes, I don't want to give them a bunch of book work like I could give them research and bookwork, but I, I want this to be the comfortable fun, you know, activity that they come to so like one of the things I want to do is have them do, um, do a sculpture that's as tall as you are Oh, Just cool. stack
0: things. What a great idea.
1: So to work on balance and height and, you know, we, like our coil pot challenge is like one of our most fun projects or I've had students, I don't know if they have tape at home, but one of our really fun projects was to make a tower as tall as you can with two pieces of paper and three pieces of tape. And they worked in teams oh and that's just like, It's
0: just fun. That's fun. (laughs) Especially when they're working in a group and, you know, there's Mm -hmm. so many other skills that they're learning besides just making this. Like those are
1: community building things. And it's Mm -hmm. also process-based. So like process, not product, I think is a good thing to think about right now too.
0: Absolutely. Um, As far as grading, uh, how are you finding uh, when you grade these Projects, these uh, documentation, the pictures. Are you grading for the quality? Are you grading that they're doing the work?
1: I think at this point, I'm just grading that they're doing it. I, um, you know, it's kind of a pass fail like, did you write a paragraph? Did you take a picture? Because, you know, some of my students are, again, I have 14 to 19 year olds in each class, like, Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are very different um, levels of ability anyway. So, I try to usually in my rubrics anyway like did you meet the points because some kids are you know in their fourth art class and some kids are in their first art class and that's just reality too anyway in a class like ours.
0: Yeah, and I think this situation calls for, you know, grace and leniency and the fact that the students are getting up from their Netflix or their their skin mm-hmm. routine, <laughs> and they're actually acknowledging that they have schoolwork to do in this mm-hmm. abstract situation, and then accomplishing the project and turning it in, that alone is, is such a great success under our, our current situation. Uh, so I agree with mm-hmm. you. I'm also grading kind of on like you're doing the work. Um, And I do see a range. I see just students knocking it out of the park. And um, those, you know, I I reward with extra comments. And like you said, highlighting them gold star on the Instagram account, um, Mm -hmm. but also showing the range. I agree with you Mm -hmm. showing the range of students.
1: Um, I mean, I see that with my own children's work too. Like I see some teachers are really trying to prove that they are really still teaching the class. And that's hard as a parent. Like, it's really hard for us to keep up with things and it adds stress to our day too. You know?
0: What grade are your children in?
1: One of them is in kindergarten and, um, and her lessons are pretty basic and the teacher has been giving a lot of, a lot of video things that have been really helpful. So mm-hmm. we do about an hour in the morning and I realize I have to focus on her first, you know, and do her work before mine. Um, I can't commit to a time schedule cause I need my kids to have that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then um, my older daughter is in sixth grade.
0: Okay. Yeah. And it it does add this whole other level of uh, accountability for us to our children. Um, I Mm -hmm. similarly, I have a TK, a second grader and a seventh grader and the two younger two need direct supervision and instruction. Mm -hmm. They, if I don't give it, they either go astray (laughs) in a totally different direction, uh, or, or don't have the quality of work that I want, or, um, they're asking me, mommy, mommy, can you come, can you, Mm -hmm. mommy, 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 I need you, I need you. And (laughs) they're just begging for that attention. So I'm, I'm also struggling with that parent teaching and high school Mm -hmm. teaching.
1: Yeah. it's And I think also just keeping up the stamina, like my sixth grader is in six different classes. So she's moving during the day. She's not just sitting in front of a computer. And that's that's a really hard thing to do. So, you know, we institute some things that we always do during our day to kind of get things going. Like we have a pump up song.
0: So we we dance
1: to a song in the morning. Like my daughter and I do that on the way to school. So we decided to start doing that in the morning too. And um, we play a song and all dance and get like hyped up for the day. And then we have 11 o'clock is chip time at our house and we go outside and eat chips at 11 and take an outside break. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, got to kind of like keep the the same way I realized I would teach my classroom. I would not ask my students to sit down and you know that you see them disappearing if you talk to them for the whole period, like you will lose,
0: lose them, that. even the
1: best kids because they just can't do that. So I'm not going to, I can't do that with my
0: own daughter. Yeah, that's that's so true. Uh, My kids school, they just went through this um, transformation this year and they're, they're trying a new strategy for attention. So they're doing 45 minutes on 15 minute break and they're doing it across all grade levels. And so there'll be 45 minutes of instruction. And then they literally like the dinger, the bell goes off and they just run out the door and they get to just blow off their steam for 15 minutes. So I'm trying to keep that consistent with Mm -hmm. my kids at, at home. And so we set our 45 minute timer and then. They just get to go. And sometimes that 15-minute timer to come back gets extended to 20, 25, 30. <laughs> Mommy needs to get yeah. some emails answered.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to do art projects with my own kids, too, in the afternoon. Yeah. So drawing outside. Or, yes. We're really lucky. We, we planted um, poppies, and they're all up right now. <sighs> and that's been really soothing to watch them open. And we have hundreds of poppies
0: in our backyard. How beautiful. Um, that's
1: so we've amazing. been drawing
0: them and photographing and, you know. Are you sharing any of those images with your students? Because that also would, you know, I know that you share a lot of your life with them and I bet they would love to see that.
1: Yeah, I did. I shared some of that with my check-in, but I think that's, um, and I've been sharing some of those things on my personal Instagram, which some of them follow. But I think um, I do, I think that is important to keep that connection because I would tell them things, you know, in class. And um, like the fact that my daughter, for the first two weeks she um my my 6-year-old watched Frozen every single day Frozen 2 I love it and um and it was just, it was just really I think calming for her mm-hmm. and uh, in a stressful situation, to be told that like, yeah, sure, you can watch the thing that you love the most every day. Every it day. just gave her so much joy and consistency that she needed. And when I share that, like a lot of my students told me about the things that they're watching with their siblings. And those are ways that we make connections by making ourselves, you know, vulnerable.
0: Absolutely. That brings me back to the this whole idea of, you know, being healthy and our students finding ways to be healthy. When you were talking about a lot of your students post the Netflix app as what they're doing, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, even for teachers, you know, as, as I'm looking at you and and we're going through this great amount of stress, finding that veg out or the things that really make us feel okay in the situation are okay. Nobody needs to feel guilty or uh, bad about taking some time and doing nothing. That's Mm -hmm. okay.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like for me, like that's like also like taking a break to have tea or like Mm -hmm. doing, you know, giving, like having treats or, um, you know those are important things,
0: yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, we've spoken before about uh, creativity and being a healing outlet for a personal release, especially in times of crisis. Did you want to speak a little bit to that about right now?
1: Um, yeah, I really think um, I think that's something that we can give our students is the opportunity to think of creating and um, thinking critically as something that can be good for them and can be really saving for them, not just to pass the time or to show off, but um, Something that can be calming. And so for me, I'm I'm really lucky I have a pottery studio at my house. Mm-hmm. it has been a, a lifetime goal of mine. <laughs> so um the last three years now I have one. And um I I spend time there at the end of my day also just to to touch base with myself and to be centered. And so that's really good for me. And I think that's really good for the students to think, even if they're not their drawings are not epic, but the action of drawing or the action of creating something or playing with something is. Be really good for them and healing. Mm-hmm. It's a way to process what we're going through. Um, some students are sending me poems, um, journaling. These are all really good things, like to be thinking about.
0: Absolutely, I love it that the students are sharing with you not ceramic, you know, non-ceramic related creativity. Uh, you know, po- that's fabulous. Uh, brings back the idea of choice you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe as we're moving through this and we're trying to get our students to be creative it's you know meet me in a space of creativity however you get there if you want to yeah. write if you want to paint if you want to I have students that are really into graffiti you know if you want to mm-hmm. spray paint something on a cardboard box go for it however you want to solve this problem
1: hmm like I try to do that with in, in my classroom too is like I give an assignment that I try to have as open ended as possible with the goal being that all the students work will look different because that you want them to have their self-expression but I also tell them like if you have a better idea propose it to me yeah like if there's something you want to make like let me know because they usually want to make things that are way more difficult than what I'm requiring anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> So like if that's <laughs> if that student wants to make something more difficult the goatee
0: absolutely <laughs> you
1: do whatever you want
0: <laughs> I feel like I yeah I'm kind of reining those students in just a little based on just the limits of clay sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I had a student last year that just wanted to build big everything we did can I how big what's the biggest mm-hmm. I could make it <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> finally I walked him into the kiln room I'm like this is the biggest <laughs> and
1: his, his plate exploded
0: <laughs> he was so excited yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about where you're headed with your curriculum. Have you thought of other lessons or ideas that are coming down the pike? Or do you have any, not, it doesn't even have to be specific lessons. It could be like big ideas or where you want to see your curriculum go. Because we've got about eight weeks left until the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I want to, uh, I want to stay flexible. Um, that's really important to me. I want to stick to just the basic format of how I present work to the kids so that they're not stressed about it. and I want to give them things that are hands- on. So that's important to me. I do um, I know that my advanced students have more access to art supplies at home, so I'm gonna find out more specifically what they have and to let them to do some of those things but if they're painting and they're or they're drawing I want to suggest things to them and I want to help them like a way to my classroom um, find inspiration things that are exciting for them so like one of my students is painting but she's painting pictures off Pinterest so I want to recommend some other landscape um things maybe National Geographic or other things that she might find more varied options or you know things like that like yeah. I kind of want to meet them where they're at you know.
0: Yeah. How do you, um, that's one thing that we had had talked about. How do we help our students find inspiration during this time? Since since we're not present face to face, I can't show them my Mm -hmm. magazines, my catalog, all the resources I have in my classroom to build that inspiration.
1: Well, there are so many resources right now. And um, in the beginning, that almost felt like too overwhelming to me. And I started cutting, pasting, like trying to create my own resource document because I was like, this is amazing. There's too much. I don't know what to do.
0: I was so overwhelmed. I had to shut it down. For <laughs> I had to just like put it away. Yeah.
1: Totally. Well, one of the things I really think... Um, that I'm really sad about is not getting to go to, on to see artwork myself that I really wanted to see. Yeah. But because of that, there are also some pretty incredible shows and museums that are virtual. And so that's something I'm going to be, um, I want to take field trips with my students online. So I wanted to, um, I want to assign them to go on a field trip with me. <laughs> then, so great, <laughs> Cause I think it's cute. I saw somebody else say this and I thought that was just like a really cute idea, but, um, I want to go on field trips and I want us to go look at the same work and like go to see some of these virtual museums and they pick a couple pieces that are inspiring to them and then tell me why. And then maybe do something in reflection to that, just like we would do in class, but like with whatever limited resources they have, they can still be thoughtful and looking and they're already online. So,
0: yeah. Do you have a favorite museum or do you know which one you want to go to?
1: Well, one of the ones we would have gone to was the American Museum of Ceramic Art in Pomona. Yeah. They have a show and they were going to have a student show and I have students whose work was going to be in that (laughs) show now it's going to be virtual so exciting and I want to really I want to really celebrate those students whose work did make it into a museum show even though it's not in a physical space
0: absolutely I that's fabulous that they're still continuing with a virtual exhibit of that Um, yeah they
1: have their contemporary Chinese art um, exhibit that's up it's also totally virtual and they have work about the artist so I think that's a really exciting opportunity like that was a field trip we were actually going to go.
0: <laughs> we were as well, my class was as well. <laughs> um, do you know when that might be going up, the student exhibit?
1: I, um, I'm i not sure, I think it's going up soon. Though, okay. So.
0: I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll keep... be posting those. Too. Okay, I'll keep my eyes out for that for sure. Um, have you ever uh, gone through Google Arts and Culture? Have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. So if you, it. if you go to a Google and just Google search, Google arts and culture, you'll go to a website and it's, it's created by Google, um, but it's, it's curated thousands of images and links to thousands mm. of museums. So you can go to the Uffizi gallery in mm. Italy and walk mm-hmm. the halls. Um, you can go to the Getty, which is right, you know, mm-hmm. down the street for us, but it, it's amazing how it makes going to these museums virtually seem Mm -hmm. somewhat real because you literally are walking through the hallway. You can kind of make a path and go around and look at all of these artifacts and um, pieces of artwork. Um, a lot of the images that they've curated on Google Arts and Culture as well, you can zoom in and get so close that you can see brush strokes. Mm. And so it's a little different than just a dib- digital image that you might Google search and find just that image. Um, they've gone yeah. above and beyond. So I would suggest anybody to check that out. And you'll get, it's one of those sites where you get lost on because you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I can do this. I can see this. Mm-hmm. I can, you can even start creating your own. Um, kind of site within Google arts and culture with your G, your Gmail account, your Google account. Oh, cool. And you can start curating your own kind of exhibit for your students to go. Well,
1: that would be a great assignment for the students to make too. They could create their own exhibit. Absolutely. That would be a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Like of their curate. I also, I really like the, um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art has a really great site and they also have something called Met Kids. Okay. And it's kind of, it's aimed at like a lower than high school level, but I really, I use it anyway, but they have things like, um, the, how important writing is in Islamic art that I've shown my students. And then they have curators speaking, but it's all geared at like a kid's level. So it's like three minutes of this, two minutes of this, which I think is really important. Our, um, our attention span is going to be limited with some of these things. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be aware of that with our students. They're not going to watch a 40 minute video. They're not. To write a paragraph. But they're
0: not <laughs> even watching my five minute video of here are your assignments for the week. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have 200 <laughs> students and only 38 views. So I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, come on guys. <laughs> and then I get emails like, Hey, uh, I don't understand this assignment. And I'm like, did you watch the video?
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're taking all this time. I know. You know. that's something too is we have to we're gonna have to tailor our resources to what's what's actually working for our kids because yeah. you know our school wants us to do these long um you know different they want to do different things and that might not be actually what the students are going to right work for yeah.
0: we're my school is actually moving to a live synchronous instruction after our spring we have spring break this next week and when we come back yeah. we are meeting live with our students twice a week, and it's it's pretty extreme, and um, I'm very eager to see the results of it. How many students are showing up in a live classroom, and then we're supposed to record it and then post that and so I'll be interested to see how many students actually view it so yeah, I think um I think asynchronous is going to
1: work for me with parenting mm-hmm. you know
0: we're not Better. we don't have an option. Yeah.
1: Well, this, yeah. is a, this is a direct. I'm glad I get the option because because <laughs> I really feel like that would be very hard for me to do. It with is. My children. It is
0: going to be. Um, it is going to be. But, you know, we'll we'll give it a whirl and see how it goes. So. Yeah. And the students sleep
1: schedule. I, I surveyed my students. Their sleep schedule is really um, they're going to bed at like four or five in the morning. <gasps> day,
0: like oh, my some gosh. Of them. Yeah.
1: So, I, you know, it's a variety.
0: So how do you yeah. expect them to show up then for a 9.30 live session?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's why I'm excited. Like when I see how they respond to me and they, they turn in their work. And so that's cool. I've been responding to them as they turn it in. And, and that's starting at 8 a.m. and ending at about 11 p.m. Like, oh, my gosh. It's interesting. I don't grade it that whole time but like I'm interested to see when they're working
0: yeah when they're working when they're submitting um will you speak to uh, one thing you talked about was your schedule or your format and pri- providing some consistency for your students so they know how to anticipate that what actual schedule are you using so that our listeners can kind of take that and as they're kind of gathering their ideas
1: hmm um, I'm posting on Monday. I don't post any assignment that's due beforehand because I think it stresses kids out. Also, to see things ahead of time, I'm just I, I'm posting on Monday. Um, I have Tuesday and Wednesday. I I give them examples. I post more examples if they're confused or I answer some questions and post inspiration on our board. Um, and then on Thursday, it's due. So they start turning them in, but usually they start turning. Some of them are turning them in beforehand. And then on Friday, I grade everything. I finish grading everything
0: and respond to them. By Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's. I'm going to try to keep that up. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And that's what you're going to do indefinitely. That's your schedule that you've articulated to the students.
1: I think it's important that they get, um, in a time where we don't have very much contact with them. I think it's really important that I grade things as quickly as possible, even if, and especially if I'm only doing like grade, no grade, you know, like, um, I do want to try to write personal comments on everything. Like, even if it's going to be short, like, good job. That's great. I agree. I love that. You know, I just want to be positive Mm -hmm. and, um, I think that they really need to hear that I got it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I got your work. I acknowledge it. Uh, and you're you're doing great. Yeah, my yeah. And then posting
1: in between posting on Instagram like every day like yeah. to give more inspiration and to connect with the kids and compliment them for doing such a good job.
0: Yeah, I know my uh, second or yeah, my second grader has been doing this virtual classroom as well. And he's been posting all of these assignments and he had turned in something like 10 assignments and the teacher commented on one and she wrote nice job. Mm-hmm. And he was so excited about that comment that every 10 minutes, he's like, let's see if she commented on another. Let's see if she put Uh another comment in. And as a teacher, mom, mom, you know, now as the teacher, Uh I was like, wow, that spoke volumes to me. That one little comment. And it was all it Uh was was nice job. And so I took that. And I as well, you know, as you're saying, I'm trying to provide comments, which isn't normally what I do on the digital world. I give them all, all my comments happen in real life, you know, Uh as we're working on the projects. And Uh so I have commented individually, but I also have done some bulk comments so that every student is getting a comment on every piece of work. And sometimes for the, you know, the lesser important project, I'll do a bulk comment that says nice job Uh or great job, or maybe specifically speaks to like using line or shape, or I like your creativity. Uh, But I think that that's important. I like that you said that.
1: Yeah, I think I mean, we're it's one of the ways that we're going to stay connected with them. Absolutely. And if they feel like we're not paying attention and that we don't care, or we're not grading it, then why are they going to continue?
0: Why would they do it with this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I really want to maintain like um, I want to maintain that closeness with them. And also these, you know, I am for a lot of these kids. I am their favorite class and I want to continue to be their favorite class. Like I want it to be that safe space where they just feel like, you know, they feel good.
0: I couldn't agree more. Well, as we wrap up, um, thank you so much for this. I I keep saying in these interviews, I am getting so many ideas from talking to other ceramic teachers. It's just like little explosions in my brain. Um, I got so much out of this conversation. Um, I want to give you a chance, though, I know that you said that you've been making over the last three years, you have your studio in your home. And so I want to give you mm-hmm. a chance to promote your own um, Instagram, plug your own work, but also your high school so that we can go out and see what you're doing and all of that work that you're posting daily. We'd love to go see that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've, I find that I've found so much inspiration from following other teachers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so that's really a very joyful for me. Um, my school Instagram is Hoover Ceramics, Um, and I, um, I've been posting. I will continue posting what we're doing so people can get ideas from that. And then my personal Instagram is Gina Brownstein, just my name.
0: Great. Well, so. thank you, Gina, so much for talking to me today, and uh, I hope to meet you in person sometime Yay. when this is all over.
1: <laughs> totally. In Sika, when it happens again.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. In Sika Cincinnati, yeah. hopefully we'll be Well, able thank to- you so much for
1: inviting me. It's been really a pleasure, and it's um, it's really good for me to think about these things, too.
0: Well, Gina is a powerhouse. She's managing it all and taking it in stride. She's being kind to herself, her loved ones, and to her students. I really like how she's extremely focused on connecting with her students, whether it's with grading comments or displaying student artwork on the classroom Instagram account. She works hard to make everyone feel welcome and accepted. Celebrating student work encourages this sense of community, and it boosts the student's value for their own work. As we move through this year and we start to shift back to normal, whenever that happens, I wanna remember some of the ideas that she shared. I love that she makes a t-shirt for her ceramic students. What a great idea to create a ceramic program instead of separate ceramic classes. I can see students wearing that school shirt and passing each other in the hall, a simple head nod to each other as they salute to their ceramic t-shirt. What a great community builder. So here we are at the end of another We Teach Clay episode. So with that, I bid you farewell. Stay healthy, friends, and keep connecting.